You're listening to the Patriot Nation Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Patriot Nation podcast. As always, your boy Pat Lane with my guy, Matt St. Jean. And Matt, for those of us watching on the YouTube stream, we have a new layout out here, and I'm loving <laughs> the look of this. Loving it. Yeah, with this up and with this up in Photoshop last week, we're upgrades, people. Upgrades. Looks great. Looks great. Now started a new TikTok account. If you're on if you're on the old tickety talkity. Uh, give, give us a follow Pat's nation network. I think it is I, something like that. That's it. That's it. Pat's nation network. So follow that over on Tic Tac. Um, and, uh, and we'll go from there. So, uh, listen, Patriots dude. Well, first off, well, I mean, we'll, we'll get into, we'll get into the NFL stuff, but like losing two OTAs doing something already. And who knows what that was? I don't know. It could have been anything. Right, they haven't announced what that was. Um, for those of you that don't know what the hell I'm talking about, the Patriots uh, have lost two OTA practices, which is why the open to the media availability on Thursday was canceled because they've lost two two OTA practices. So they lost that one this week, and then they took another one away next week as well. Yeah. Um, you know, not what you want to see from the start of the year. I know we were texting back and forth, and you're like, oh, this is a good thing that Belichick must be seeing good things. And that was not the case. It was not no. uh, a Belichick decision. It was an NFL decision, and, and you don't like to see that. No. And a peek behind the curtain here for a sec. I found it funny. We were trying to schedule when we were going to do this show. And first, this was going to be Thursday night because we were going to do a post-first look at the team at OTA right. at the media. And the Celtics win. And we're like, oh, we don't really – we wouldn't be able to do it before the game. We don't really like we could do it during the game, but people aren't going to watch. We want to watch that game. It's like, all right, we'll just do the show Wednesday night. We got the NFL rule changes. We can talk about that. We'll talk about the OTAs later. Now we're not getting a look at this team until next Thursday. I think it's that. Yeah, next uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. I think Wednesday first. Thursday. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So no look at this, and it's this isn't a big deal um, because I mean, this happened to two teams last year getting fines i think it's it usually has to do with like how much you work out players i think or something like that yeah or who knows it could have been anything it could have been you know you had a unscheduled practice or there was a coach that was met with a player on the field or something stupid it's just like you know it's there's there's a lot of these are in the cba a collective bargaining agreement there's a lot of technicalities and right it's a labor agreement like i know this is entertainment for us but it's work for them and there's rules around when they can meet with people when they can be in the facility who they can be in the facility with i think there's a certain amount of time before this too where what well, you can be in the facility and you can work with the strength and training people but you can't work with any of the coaches right and i'm guessing that's probably where the issue you would think crop up you yeah. would think it. And, and the thing is, right, is that this is there for their protection. You know, speaking as a guy who was a teacher, so was in a union, yeah. you know, this is there for your protection because coaches, if they had it their way, would practice all the time. They would say, no, screw that. We're not going to. And there are some remember players two that days? do that too. <laughs> yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like that's, it just, that's what it was, right? And you hit every single day. And now, not only do we know that that's not really the best thing for you, but we also they also have, you know, now bargained that into the contract. And so you have to stick to those things because, sure, some people will skirt those rules and some players will want to skirt those rules as well. But it doesn't matter. You can't let them because it's more important that it's, you know, that everyone is doing the same thing. Because once one person starts to get away with something that they're not supposed to be doing, then what's going to stop other people from, from getting away with it too? So, yeah, you know, and it's slap on the wrist. I mean, you lose two OTAs. Mm -hmm. Big whoop. Nobody cares about that, right? We care about no. that because we wanted to see it, right? We wanted like the, you know, the beat writers wanted to be in there. The and stuff. Only, but beyond that, The only that, reason we care about this is because one of them was a media session. <laughs> right. If it wasn't a media right. session, we probably wouldn't even, it would barely be on the radar. Um, And it's like, it sucks to lose two OTAs. Like, obviously, it's a punishment. You don't want it to happen. But right. if losing two OTAs is the difference at the end of the season, you weren't that good to begin with. That's correct. That is very correct. Hello, Bradley. Thanks for thanks for checking in. Appreciate you. Um, you know, I, I just, I, 
it's going to be really interesting to kind of see where this team goes from here. I'm upset that we're not getting a, a peek behind the curtain and a look at this team. Obviously, that one clip of Christian Gonzalez came out last week, and I think we talked about this already, but he looked incredible. It just, just the the oh, yeah. smoothness of the hips. The uh, you know, and someone was saying too, like the how his head doesn't bob; it just stays in the same spot. And again, I mean, it's like a four second clip, like of a drill without pads. And, and it could have been the only good rep he had all day. <laughs> right, right. We have no idea, but it's, so I mean, just even that athleticism. I think maybe it was Evan Lazar talking about it, or somebody, or I, I don't remember. Somebody on Twitter was talking about it too how like when corners change direction, the way of telling if they're good at it is if their hips stay at the same level when they turn and Gonzalez, like there's no vertical movement when he turns, he's able to stay like low and crouched and swivel his hips and change direction. And it's yeah. like, all right, I and mean, we knew he could do that from tape, but it's pretty cool to see him do it wearing a helmet with the uh, flying Elvis on it. Right. Right. So a lot of excitement around this team. Um, of course, you know, no OTAs this week. So we'll have to wait for next week, but you know, it is what it is. But in the meantime, we can talk about the NFL. Um, just changing these rules and, and look, some of them, some of them I get, some of them I don't get. Now, the one that I'm pissed about because it, it directly impacts me is the Thursday night one. Um, the Thursday night rule just seems kind of dumb to me. It just seems kind of stupid. Yeah. You have a whole month. You have to decide a month out if you want to flex a game into a Thursday night. Now, whether it's a trial run, but if they don't use it this year, then it's a trial run for next year as well. So if they don't flex a game into Thursday night, then they could do it again next year um, and yeah. try it out, you know? So this impacts me because my plan was to go to Pittsburgh in, in December. And I think that that game is probably safe. I don't think they're going to want to flex that game out of prime time because it's the Patriots and the Steelers. But – Worst case scenario, if the Steelers stink and the Patriots aren't that good, they might want to get that out of Thursday night. You know what I mean? So it's just, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I just, I don't understand. Like, why not just keep it the way it was? I understand what they're trying to do. And I think Amazon paid a ton of money. So this is their appeasement to Amazon. But like, you get what you get, bro. Like, what are yeah. we doing here? You know? Well, I think, I think this is a reaction to like, the Broncos last year and how they got scheduled for every single primetime game. And then right. it turns out they weren't any good and people had to tune in to watch that or didn't tune in to watch it. But I don't know. That's football. Right. It's the biggest ratings driver in America, regardless of who's playing. Like people are going to watch it. And I don't know. I, part of this is a player safety thing. I don't know. These guys are given advance notice. If you play a Thursday night football, I think this is enough advance notice for that. It's right. not enough advance notice for the fans who are traveling to go see these because, you know, you, you might be might have non-refundable tickets for uh, plane tickets or train right. tickets or a hotel that you can't change. And suddenly the data something you're going to see got moved. And it's not, it's not like a concert where it's like, hey, there was rain and we had to move it or a baseball game, like something like that, where, you know, that's coming into play like this is you're moving it for rating this reasons. Hundred percent. Yeah, and I get it. I get the reasoning for the NFL because it's like the last thing you want is a week sixteen game that was supposed to be good, and in a week three, both quarterbacks get hurt. They're done for the year. The teams stink, and you're like, "Hey, we know in September this game was scheduled for December isn't going to work out. We're going to change it." That part I kind of get, but that's that's as far as I'm pushing it. And right. I don't. There's you shouldn't be able to flex games between days. You should have, should they should have to stay on the day they were scheduled for unless there's a weather concern. Right. And that's kind of, that's kind of my point. Like I get flexing it to Sunday night or Sunday afternoon or, you know, back to Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon. But like, like what are we talking about here, man? Like I just, I don't get, I don't get that part of it. Right. And the other part of it is it's a month out. So how do you know what that team's going to look like in a month? Like you don't yeah. know what that team's going to look like in a month, and you know? That it's that sweet spot of, of being bad where it's not far enough out that people can right. really change their travel plans if they were looking for affordability, but it's also like still far enough out that things can change with the teams in. The <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. Which, which weeks is it that this starts? I believe it's 13 through 17, I believe. Okay. So the games that impacts for this year, week 13 is Seahawks at Cowboys. I don't think there's a chance that gets, 
that's not getting touched. No. Um, even if the teams think it's the Cowboys and people will watch. Correct. Week 14's Patriots Steelers. I don't think that's get touched if the teams think people will watch because it's both Patriots huge Steelers. fan bases. Yeah. Week 15 is Chargers Raiders. Maybe. But probably not. If we're being honest, probably not because you can spin it as a divisional matchup and so on and so forth and everything like that. I mean, maybe they both suck and then it doesn't matter. But in week 15 and week 16, you both get you get L.A. in both of them because the Rams come in week 16. So you get a a really big market that in theory should be watching a lot. Uh, Saints Rams is the week 16. Week 17 is uh, Jets at Browns. That could get flexed. Yeah, but those two teams could be good teams too now. If Watson has yeah. a better year and if Aaron Rodgers plays well, like you know, we'll probably know in October how those yeah. teams are. So that one, that 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 might get touched. But right. um, isn't that one also? That's like the week of Christmas, or no? That's the week between New Year's and Christmas too. Yeah, that's messing with people's holiday plans. Yeah. Right. Well, that's and that's the other part of it. Like for me, for Pittsburgh now, thankfully, Pittsburgh is close enough that we can drive. And I was looking into, you know, I was thinking about driving anyways, but I was looking into flights. And so, and again, this is a me problem. This is just like solely just I'm pissed about it because it inconveniences me. But, you know, we were looking into driving anyways, about eight and a half hours. We're like, oh, maybe we'll drive. Maybe we'll fly. And then the flights were like under 300 bucks round trip. So I'm like, well, that's pretty, that's not bad, you know. But then, you know, I'm like, all right, maybe we'll fly. Well, now I'm like, well, I can't book a flight right now. If I book yep. a flight and then they change it to Sunday, I'm screwed, you know? And so yeah, who knows what the flights will look like a month out. Maybe they'll still be low. But for now, it's like, all right, we're going to we're gonna go still. We'll just we'll just drive, you know? And if yep. you know, I'm going to take the Thursday off, Thursday, Friday off of work, if the game ends up being Sunday, I'll take Monday off of work. You know, it just is what it is. So, you know, it's a kind of a pain in the ass, but, it, you know, it just, it just is what it is. And ultimately, it's not the end of the world, but it just – the next thing we're going to talk about is the kickoff rule, which is the stupidest rule we, of all time. Before we jump to that. Go ahead. Yeah. I think there's two things. One, yep. um, I think one of the quotes on this was telling too, and I forget which owner said it, but it was something along the lines of like only 7% of NFL fans see a game in person, <sighs> yeah. which may be true. And I get why you got to go for the TV ratings, but just right. feels like <laughs> you're so entirely missing the point. Yeah, right. Like, I, I know that sports are very much a TV thing these days, and I, I understand that. But, like, the entire like – the way this whole thing started was you're, you're looking for something to do on the weekend. You're going down to watch your local team. It's the core right. of what sports are, local entertainment, and screwing over the local fans to make a, a couple – it's uh, make a couple maybe a couple extra million dollars of the multi-billion dollars you make like come on and it's they yeah. can get away with it because what are we going to do we're not Correct. nobody's boycotting the thursday night games right right <laughs> that's a good point that's a great point and i hadn't i hadn't heard that quote but it it makes perfect sense because they look at it that way they don't care about the fans and they don't care about player safety right they don't care about player safety and they will sit there and tell you that they're changing the kickoff rule to what college does, right? This is the college rule where the fair catch inside the 25 automatically goes to the 25 on a kickoff. And so that's that's the rule that they're that they're putting in, fine. But they have this whole thing where they're talking about player safety. They don't care about player safety. They don't care about player safety. They want to be able to say they care about player safety, but they don't actually care about player safety. And, they and want that's to cover- they want to cover their ass if there's a lawsuit or something. They want to be able to 100%. say, hey, we did this thing. Except they won't do it with, with fields for whatever reason, probably because right. that's too expensive. But Yeah. Yeah, and it's just, you know, it's tough. And that's even, you know, the players want to play on, tur- on, on grass. They want to play on turf. Well, turf is significantly cheaper to, to upkeep. Not only that, but like the Patriots, for instance, who share their stadium with the Revolution – and also host concerts and everything else, Monster it's significantly, jam. right, it's significantly easier to deal yeah. with that stuff when you have a turf field than when you have a grass field, right? And so, yeah. you know, it just, that's part of the of the thing where they're saving themselves money by doing that. Well, and it's because these stadiums are being built now as multi-purpose arenas and not just football stadiums, and you see that. I mean, look at right. Nashville and Buffalo looking at putting domes on their stadiums. 
Mm-hmm. Like, what are what are we doing? Like football at its core is a cold weather outdoor sport, right. and it's people saying, "Hey, owners, saying we can make more money by having an indoor one because we can host other stuff there." And it's like, I mean, yeah, you're a business owner. I get it. That's that's what you got to do. But the fan experience, I like. I like that when you play in Buffalo, it's going to be cold and windy and yeah. snowy. I like yeah. I mean, Nashville gets cold in the winter. Like that's right. that's a cold game when you got to go there in the playoffs. That's part of the fun of this whole thing. But that's let's not take that away. It's yeah, yeah. But they just see the dollar signs. They just see the dollar signs. They don't care about anything else. And that's just that's ultimately that's the way it goes. And I understand that they're businessmen. I get it. I get that they're businessmen and women. I understand that. But to a certain extent, you also have to understand that your game is there because of the fans. You also kind of want to give the fans what they want, right? And and again, you know, usually what the NFL does is is says, this is what you want. We'll tell you what you want. And then we say, okay, all right, yeah, you're right. This is what we want. Oh, this is a great. Or we bitch and complain about it, and then we still watch anyways, right? And so they know that we're going to tune in. They know we're going to show up, so they don't care. You know, and, and I think that that's kind of uh, until we do something that hurts their hurts their wallet, they're going to keep doing whatever they want because they don't care. I mean, and nothing's going to hurt them. I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not right. sure if anything sums it up more than like the Deshaun Watson situation. Right. Somebody who they realized, hey, if this guy's a star quarterback, that is more of a positive for us than any potential boycott because people like football and they're just going to watch whatever we put in front of them. Correct. What's the difference between Ray Rice, Colin Kaepernick, and Deshaun Watson? Deshaun Watson's really good at football still. The other and two, there was a video so of Ray Rice, Colin Kaepernick did stuff on the field. Couldn't right. hide that. There's no video of Deshaun Watson doing anything. You Correct. Could just say, yeah. yeah. Oh, he didn't do it. I'm sure there are people that believe he didn't do it. You know? So it's it, that it is difficult, right? But that's, again, that's just the bottom line is really all they, is really all they worry about. So I am curious uh, to see kind of how the how that kickoff will work how will that play out for the rest we probably explain like what the rule is for people who don't watch college it's that any kickoff uh if you fair catch a kickoff inside your own 25 yes the ball gets brought out to the 25 so basically any kick can be a touchback (laughs) right right you know and so and that's Look, I think that, you know, there's a few ways to combat that. If you still want to try to go after the kicks, you can squib kick it and then mm-hmm. see what happens. The problem is if you squib kick it, you run into the risk of an up back catching it at the 20 and, getting and returning it, right? You could try to kick it to that up back. Yeah, okay, they're probably going to call for a fair catch, but will they catch it, right? So, like... A guy who's not used to catching those balls now is being asked to catch that ball. I would imagine if it were me, if I were the head coach, that's probably what I'd do every time. I'd say, all right, pop it up to this guy right there and see if he can make a play on it. And who knows? You know, 99 times out of 100, that guy might catch it, but that one time out of 100, he drops it. We might be there to pick it up and we get the ball inside the 25-yard line, right? So like, you know, that to me is the play, right? And because a squib kick is fine, but I'd be worried about, you know, them fielding it and then getting it at the 30, 35 yard line. It's just, it doesn't, I think it's a losing yeah. proposition to me, you know? Yeah. And the, the thing that's also really annoying about the way this happened is like, it, it's not just that they changed the rule. They went back door to get it yeah. done. This was right. being lobbied. Um, the, the owners and the guys of player safety, said hey we don't want people getting hurt in kickoff returns because this is like the most dangerous part of the game right now and they don't want a lawsuit which i get and i'm all i'm all for player safety and for looking looking for ways to make kickoffs safer but the nflpa came back and said hey we got like 150 players across the league that get their roster spots because they play on special teams and this is going to impact their ability to get jobs here guys who have done that i mean how many we how much how much are we talking about you know Matthew Slater, Cody Davis, Chris Board, uh, what's his name, right. Alakunle, who they just signed, and and Brendan Schooler, and Demarcus yeah. Mitchell, and Raquan McMillan, um, mm-hmm. 
And the all two kids these- that they drafted in the seventh round. You know what I mean? Yep. All yeah, Mir Speed, Isaiah Bolden, all guys who will get into the NFL and stay on rosters because of what they do on special teams. And the Patriots just spent an entire offseason trying to rebuild this only for the rule to get changed on them backdoor at the last right. second. They did vote against it. But it's basically nobody was going to vote for this because the NFLPA went to the owners and said, we, we, we don't want this rule change. We're okay with the safety risk because we want these guys keeping their jobs. And right. they left the room and the owners snuck back in there and Goodell rallied them and said, no, we're passing this anyway. And right. what was it? I think five teams voted against it and one abstained. Patriots voted against it. I think the Raiders, Raiders abstained. They not? Yeah. Yeah. Ravens against it. Raiders abstained. I don't remember who the other three against it were. But um, I know just, Andy Reid was against the rule change. Not but he didn't enough. vote. But he didn't vote. So the Chiefs voted for it. Yeah. Which is just, I don't know. Football's football. And I. I'm not against exploring ways to make the kickoff safer for the players involved because I, don't know, I, I always remember uh, that player at Rutgers. Yeah, uh, uh, Eric Legrand. Yeah, who got um, paralyzed. Yeah, I think got paralyzed on a kickoff. For, which, side note, I hadn't really seen that play, so I went back and watched it at some point in the last couple of months. I didn't realize, like, Logan Ryan was right next to him when it happened. I believe it was Logan Ryan or Deron Harmon, one of the future. Yeah, I know they were his team, his teammates. Yeah, it was like right next to him when it happened, which was crazy to see that um, small world. But yeah, uh, I don't enjoy watching people get paralyzed in the football field. And if we can make it happen less and keep the game intact, let's do it. Right. That backroom deals to pass rules the players don't want doesn't feel like the way to do that. And feels like the league trying to cover their ass on a liability thing and not anything about the actual game. hundred percent. And I think that that's the biggest, that's the biggest part of it for me. And look, look what they did with the, with the extra point, right? Bel- and Belichick lobbied hard for that extra point moving back. And why did he do that? Because he didn't want to have any wasted plays. He didn't want to look at it and say, mm-hmm. you know, we have this play that doesn't matter. Nobody cares about this play. It's irrelevant. Yeah. 97 or 98 percent of the time we hit this extra point why is anybody watching that play if 98 percent of the kickoffs are touchbacks why is anybody going to watch that play no one's going to watch it right and so you've taken a play which is an exciting play which i always laugh at the fans because you know anytime a guy starts running and he gets you know 10 yards everyone's like oh my god here he goes and then he gets tackled you know 15 you know at the 22 yard line or something like that that's gone. That's gone yeah. now. No one's going to return kicks anymore because why would you? It doesn't make you're, sense to you're return only, kicks at this point. And you're, you're only going to do it against teams that are bad. If there's a right. team that's like really bad at it, you're going to say, we're, gonna, we're not going to take this touch back. We're actually going to run this back because we think we got something here on film. Right. But there's right. barely even going to be opportunities for that on film. Like, Correct. It's, yeah. So I, I, don't, I don't like the process. I don't like the rule. I don't like the way it impacts the Patriots. I don't like that it comes after you build a roster around right. fixing what happened like in Buffalo last year when that's not going to happen this year. Um, and, you know, I don't like Roger Goodell. So yeah. a lot, a lot well, not to like here. <laughs> right, right. And so, you know, that's that's the biggest one. And I think that that's one that I think people will complain about a lot. And again, New England specific, I think that's a big one. That's a really big one. Um, and so... You know, ultimately it is what it is and there's nothing we can do to change it. And I think we'll, just like everything else, we'll get used to it, um, you know, and and because we don't have a choice, right? But it is, it does feel like you're taking away a a fairly big part of the game. I mean, look. It's already been neutered. Now you're just. Right. Desmond Howard was the MVP of a Super Bowl because of a kick return for a touchdown, right? Like. (laughs) Devin Hester is going into the Hall of Fame. Not right now, but he will be in the Hall of Fame. I'm going to lose my mind. Right. And and part of that reason is because of his ability to return kicks. The next Devin Hester isn't out there anymore. You're never going to see a kick return for a touchdown in a Super Bowl again. Like Devin Hester returning the opening kickoff of a Super Bowl for a touchdown. That is an all-time Super Bowl moment. Oh, it's unbelievable. And and you know all the old videos of the the flashbulb going off at the opening yeah. kickoff of the Super yeah. Bowl, and it's this moment, and it's that's only yeah, there no, for no the aesthetics. Just, now. just give him the ball at the twenty-five yard line. Who cares? Yeah, you know. I will say, and I don't, 
I don't mind this for college because for college, that's 18 to 22 year old kids. And I'm a lot more sensitive to some of the brain injury stuff there because they're still developing and that and they don't have like a union or anything. So like that is one where it's like, OK, I'm right. NFL is a little bit different. If the players say they want it, I, I think. Yeah, they're professionals. They're professionals, you know, so or, or find a way to work with them on a solution. Exactly. That's something. Better. Right. By the way, yeah. I have seen some people say like the XFL thing. I don't like the XFL thing either. I, I just yeah. don't. It just seems kind of silly to me that you're doing so, that. The one thing I kind of think of is like, what if you just did like the punt you do after um, like a safety or whatever, and you just do it from farther up or, or whatever, like the 40 or the 45 or something like that. It feels like people get way less of a running start on those for whatever reason. Um Hey there, Pats fans in Massachusetts and Connecticut. DraftKings has upgraded their sign-up offer for a limited time. If you're a new user, you can now receive $200 in bonus bets by following just three three easy steps. You're going to create an account. You're going to deposit some money in that account. And you're going to make a $5 wager on any sport that you want. Whether your first wager wins or loses, you're going to get $200 in bonus bets. All you have to do is use the code PATSNATION. That's one word, PATSNATION, when you sign up. The best part is when you use that code PATSNATION, not only do you get the bonus, but it also supports our podcast, which we really appreciate. If you're considering signing up for DraftKings, definitely use our code PATSNATION. Again, that's PATSNATION, one word to maximize your first bets. This offer is only available for new customers who are 21 and over and physically present in Massachusetts and Connecticut. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants to help, call 1-800-327-5050 Massachusetts or 888-789-7777 in Connecticut. Check out the episode description for the full terms of the offer. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good point. There, there's got to be, there's got to be something, and you there's got to be change, ways we can do it. You can probably change rules about when you're allowed to hit people too, um, right? Yeah, so that's figure figure something else out, um, or at least if you're going to try something, say, hey, we're going to try this in the preseason and see how it goes. Rule like this in the preseason, I wouldn't even care. Well, you know, preseasons where special teamers make their names get on the roster, so maybe we don't want it there. Maybe um, not. Yeah, yeah, but I, I understand know. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Let's so. let's ease into this in a way everybody can agree on instead of just throwing something out there. Agreed. I agree with you, hundred um, percent. So the last rule, and I'm going to let you talk about it because my dog is Reese is is, uh, is d- crying to come in. So I'll let you talk about it, and then I'll come yeah. right back. Yeah. Um, the last rule I want to talk about, and maybe there's another one that you want to talk about afterwards as well. But the last yeah. rule that I want to talk about is uh, the uh, emergency QB rule, which. Oh, yeah. I think is really cool and especially Patriots specific now um, could be really interesting. So Matt, if you can explain that to the people, I'll be right back. All right. So the, the rule there is going to be you get, what is it? Um, You get two, what if you have two QBs on the active roster, your, third QB doesn't have to be on your game day active list. Like he won't count against it and he can come in if the top two guys get taken out for whatever reason. So this is basically the 49ers NFC championship rule uh, so that if your top two quarterbacks get hurt, you have somebody else who can step in and make sure that, you know, one, it's a watchable product and two, that you actually have somebody who can play it essentially ensures if you got three quarterbacks on the active roster, that it would take all three of them getting hurt to really put you in a bind during a game. So uh, on that front, I like it. I mean, it's good for player safety, it gives you a little bit more flexibility and it should keep the product more watchable. I'm also not sure how much it changes because um, I, I was just saying, Pat, explain the rule. I don't know if I'm as, as enthused about it as you are. Because yeah. I don't know how much it changed. When's the last time a situation like that 49ers game even happened during a game? Like it 
it lifts the floor. Your worst you have a your worst case scenario is probably not going to happen anymore. But other than that, I don't think this impacts it that much. Well, I think the biggest thing for me is that I think what it does is it allows you to do something kind of weird. So, like from a Patriots perspective, you know Bailey Zappi is really your backup quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. But you could theoretically go into a game with Malik Cunningham as your backup quarterback and Billy Zappi as your emergency quarterback, right? So you're not activating, you know, you have 47 players now that are active for the game, but you don't really have 47, you only have 46, right? And Zappi is that third string quarterback in case guys get hurt, but Malik Cunningham's able to come in and run a package. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, which which I think is just interesting. I just think it makes things more interesting and you're you're able to kind of do it as opposed to, you know, well, if, if Matt goes down, then we just have Malik Cunningham. Then we yeah. just have Malik Cunningham behind him and we're in trouble. You know what I mean? Oh, well, the, the flip side of this is that I think if there was merit to some of those two QB things and doing fancy things and the Patriots had a guy good enough for it, Bill's going to do it right either way and he's just going to get the guys on the roster and like, uh, we don't even know if Malik Cunningham is any good whatsoever in the NFL sure. setting right now. Well, of course, there's a, right. There's a world where the Patriots go into the season with just two QBs on the active roster, and this rule and doesn't, doesn't affect matter. them. Yeah. Yep. Um, and it's it's only like it only helps you in a limited set of circumstances. You have to have three quarterbacks on the active roster, and the first two have to be ruled out. It can't be a coach's decision. Yeah. So it's like, all right, that's like I don't know, how many teams even keep three QBs. I think it's 50, yeah, not 50 many. split, something like that. Yeah, not it's, many. It's a toss-up. So um, I don't think this ends up having a huge impact. I also, like, I'm glad, like, some like the NFC Championship won't happen again. Yeah. But I also didn't feel that bad for, well, first of all, did San Francisco have another quarterback? Well, that's the thing. I mean, like, you're getting down to your third-string quarterback. It's like, how good can that guy really be? I mean, San Fran, you're talking about their fifth string quarterback, but still, you know, like yeah. you, you get down to your third string quarterback, like you can't really rely on that guy to win the game. Now, what it does allow you to do is carry another guy without using an active roster spot. And it's funny, my dad just texted me because, um, of course, he's watching and he said, you know, what's the point of an active list anyways? Like, why do you have so 53 guys and only 46 I guys? I have Let's answer. hear it. It's basically to even things out. Um, when there are injuries. So if one team comes into a game and they got five guys out, at least both teams will have the same number of yeah. actual active people who are available to play. My my scenario for all of this, I kind of think baseball does this the best with just like right. having an injured list and being able to move guys around. Like I kind of think the NFL should just have some kind of an injured list. And yeah. everybody on your active roster is good on game day. And if somebody on your active roster isn't healthy, and you put them on the injured list and you free up a spot. And obviously, I think you'd have to you know, do some finagling to make sure that people aren't, you know, right. Cooking the books on it and, and faking injuries and getting extra spots and, and making well, the roster bigger. But like, I think you can regulate that 100%. Well, and I think, you know, the other part of it too is that then you're talking about the contracts because in baseball now, contracts are all guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to worry about, are you active? Are you not active? Are you here? Are you there? It doesn't matter. You're getting paid no matter what, right? Whereas in football, because you're not guaranteed, then you have roster bonuses. You have active roster bonuses and so on and so forth. And so that language at all would all have to get rewritten if you did do something like that. I think that would be really cool. Why not do that? You know, like I think that would well, be they great. Don't wanna, they don't want to – the owners don't want to pay more money. That's well, what right. it comes down to. But of course, yeah. Big, bigger rosters, I think, in general, probably good for the game get more people involved, get more players involved, let them develop more guys and just, you know, having a little bit more insurance for stuff. Um, like right. I, the roster's at 53 right now. Let's go up to, I, the other thing I always thought was like, all right, let's go up to 55 on the active roster and 50 on the game day roster. Make them both yeah. even a couple extra guys. Right. If you do that, you don't need a QB rule. If you got, if you're dressing 50 guys and you only have two quarterbacks, it means your third quarterback isn't that good. And if your two guys get hurt, they get hurt and you, deal with it right right no agreed agreed yeah, yeah i like that yeah. i think 55 yeah. and 50 makes a lot of sense so yeah yeah but we'll see uh, was it I, with yes no. go that's what i was no, gonna I ask had, you if there was another rule not another rule but just two completely random side notes that, that i kind of thought about during this i like that one 
on the kickoff rule, the thing I, I keep coming back to on this that it reminds me of, the NFL putting in a rule, I think, explicitly because they didn't want a lawsuit. It's the one helmet rule. That's why yeah. we didn't have alternate helmets for the longest time. That was back after the 2012 season. Basically, the concern was that if you didn't break in a helmet enough and didn't wear it enough during the week and during practice and all that, that it wasn't as effective at protecting you against concussions. And therefore, the NFL said, okay, well, we're going to protect ourselves from getting sued because we're giving guys like helmets that aren't safer than like they, they have some helmets that are safe and some helmets that aren't. So we're just going to say you only get one helmet for the whole season. And that way, everybody's on the same model. Now, obviously, it doesn't entirely make sense because they guys will switch helmets during a season because they get battered and bruised and broken and all that. And also right. look at college football. Like look at Oregon. They never wear the same helmet twice in a, <laughs> right. a year. Obviously yeah. we we figured it out and they brought it back. So that, that was the last time I've seen something like that ever impact the NFL. And I think that the fact that the two times that this has now come up where they worry about getting sued and they make a rule, it's just a dumb, dumb thing that nobody likes. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um and then the other thing, we were talking about the schedule, and we had the NFL schedule release, and there was something we were talking about primetime games we didn't talk about, and I didn't discover until this like past week. Did you know that they have Monday night double headers this year? Every week? Not every week, but a couple of them. Really? I know they have always done an opening weekend, but I didn't realize that they did. So it's they're, doing they're not doing an opening week this year. Really? Week week two. Saints at Panthers will be on ESPN at 7.15, and Browns at Steelers will be at ABC on ABC at 8.15. And then okay. week three, Eagles at Bucks is going to be on ABC at 7.15, and Rams at Bengals will be on ESPN at 8.15. And then it pops up one more time later in the season in week 14, second Monday in December. Titans at Dolphins on ESPN at 8.15, Packers at Giants on ABC at 8.15. Wait, at the same time? Yeah. What? Why? So all of these overlap, but that last one, they're on at literally the exact same time. Um, I didn't... I, I, don't, I haven't heard anybody talking about the fact that they added this. Because That's I so... was... I was like looking through the what do you call it? The Giants announced like some of their uniform schedule stuff for this year and when they're going to wear throwbacks. And they had a Monday night game. And I looked at the Monday night schedule. I was like, wait, but there's another Monday night game. Did somebody mess up putting this in? That is so weird. That is so weird. Because listen, I think that what they did before they used to do opening weekend, right? Was have like a seven an East 10. Coast game at a seven and a West yeah. Coast game at a ten. And the ten o'clock game is late, so like, you know. I'm probably in bed after halftime of that game, but like, who cares? You're getting all those West Coast people, but to do two of them at the same time to me is crazy. Here's here's the thing. I don't hate it. I'm curious to see how it's going to be on ratings. I think people are going to, I think the companies are probably going to hate the ratings because what's likely, right? if, if, if one of the games isn't good, people are just going to watch the other one and that's going to tank ratings for one of them. It only works if both games are watchable right um but like i don't hate this idea going forward one of the things and we had talked about maybe doing an episode on this later in the the off season talking about like scheduling stuff going yeah. forward but one of the things i thought of was like if you could find ways to like have like thursday night double headers and then like pair bye weeks with it and like make sure that like okay teams are always playing each other and they're on the same amount of like rest and, and all that kinds of stuff if Thursday night double headers, they feel like could make sense to that. So if they're experimenting this way, yeah, if you had uh, it could work. If you had like a, a bye week and then a Thursday night game, there's another team playing on Thursday night, and you have like the mini bye, and then the the four teams that played on Thursday night, they kind of like switch up the matchups, and they're playing on the next Sunday, so you get like the same things. Or the controversial thing is you could work in some Tuesday night football instead and take over another week because that's the same amount yep. of rest and like take over another day. Yeah, I got a. I'm like I'm like Charlie in Always Sunny with my Google <laughs> Sheets on the side trying to figure out different <laughs> things that they could do with an NFL schedule. <laughs> I mean, ultimately, I think it. I, I think it's a, not a bad idea. I don't hate the idea. It's just like for me personally, I don't typically sit down and watch one of those games straight through. I usually have it on like in the background as I'm doing other things. 
And so to have two of them going on at the same time is like weird. It's going to be like, all right, well, which one do I watch? Or do I shut this one? Up? Like, even if the game is terrible, I still leave it on because it's football. What the hell? You know what I mean? Like, so you're still getting the ratings from me, even if it's a bad game. Now, if you have another game going on, like you said, you're just going to flip it over to the other game. And that ratings, those ratings are going to be terrible, you know? And so yeah. it an is interesting. interesting trial balloon. The, the reason historically, the reason why they haven't done this isn't because of the fans. It's because of the ratings question. And right. I do think one of the reasons this makes sense is that it's ESPN and ABC. So it's the same, the same company. It's all Disney. Right. And yeah. so it's like, I, you'd hate it like this would never happen with like espn and nbc airing games right. on the same night but yet disney may not care here which feed people are watching if Good it's point. the same amount of if I don't, I don't know how many people tune into the average nfl game if it's quite a of, few 20 million is that way off uh probably less i would say less. probably it's probably low that's probably I'll low five, probably like 40 okay. 50 something like that yeah Man, if it's if it's if it's fifty million people watching Monday Night Football, I don't care if it's thirty on one and twenty on the other, forty on one, ten on the other. Right, like they're still getting fifty million people watching. Yeah, that's a good point. Exactly. So it, it makes sense for them. Um, right. But I, this has happened with no fanfare, and I'm shocked about that. Yeah, it's pretty wild that no one talked about it. That's interesting. That's the fr- literally the first time I've ever heard it. So uh, you hear it here. You heard it here first, people. <laughs> Uh, you know, maybe breaking news, <laughs> breaking news, Monday night, double headers happening in the NFL this year. So in case anyone didn't at know the that. same time, two games at the same time. Crazy. That's wild. Two games on a Monday night happening at exactly the same time at 815. Um, really they're weird. They're that's, that's the thing that got me too, is that it's December and it's weird games. Titans, Dolphins and Packers, Giants like that's Yeah, it's a strange game. It's a strange game. So, but Hey, Whatever could work, you know, you never know. So, yeah. Um, so, well, that's it, I think, right? We, there's no other, no other rules you want to go over, right? They didn't really change usually, much. Usually, else. there's like good rules or something interesting, and it's just all negative this year. Yeah, there's nothing really like, oh, that's a fun rule. Oh, you know what? I got a fun one. They did, they did change some of the number rules around a little oh, bit. Oh, yes. And kickers have a lot more freedom now, punters have a lot more freedom. 99 is open for the Patriots. The new punter from Michigan State, Bryce Barringer, wore that in college. Oh, yes, dude. That's going to look friggin' awesome, him wearing 99. That's so sick. Like that's that's got to happen, right? And then it's like, yeah. I'm looking at, the Patriots have like no low numbers open right now. We assume zero goes to Christian Gonzalez. They're not issuing 12. 16 is the only other one open right now. But yeah. like, six is Nick Falk. He's going to get cut. Keon mm-hmm. White wore six in college. Hey. So I feel like... Slide into that. That makes sense. Yeah. 15 is Corliss Waitman, the punter. He's not going to make it. Marte Mapu wore 15 in college. So, like. So, see, there you go. Look at that. Look at that. Now, can linebackers, I guess linebackers can wear anything they want, right? I think it's just offensive linemen. It's just offensive linemen, right? I'm going to Google. I'm pretty sure offensive linemen have to wear like 50 to 79. 50 to 79, I think. Let me just double check that linebackers can wear numbers in the teens. It would um, make sense because Matthew Judon can wear nine, and yeah, oh, and oh, Juwan yeah. Bentley wears eight. Hello. Yeah. Well, but there were it's at one point in there. I think it was that they could wear single digits, but not numbers in the teens. Um, oh, maybe. But yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, linebackers can wear zero to fifty nine and ninety to ninety nine. Receivers, okay. tight ends, running backs. Um, can all wear zero to 49 or 80 to 89 defensive backs are zero to 49 punters and place kickers are zero to 49 and anything in the nineties. And then quarterbacks are still 19 and below anything in the nineties. That is so awesome, dude. If, if Bryce Berenger wears number 99, I mean, like how could you not get a Bryce Berenger Jersey 99? That's so sick. Who's the last night? I think the last 99 in new England, was that Jamie Collins last year? Yeah, Jamie Collins wore 99 last year, didn't he? Yeah. But before Jamie, before Jamie Collins. Byron Cowart? Was Cowart 99? I thought he was. I think he's 99. I think you're right. Maybe he was 99. I thought he was 90. For some reason, I thought he was. Well, you know, he wasn't 92. Yeah, I think you're right. No, he, was, was 99. He, he was 99. Yeah. Yeah. Who was the last like, good 99, though? I don't even know. Couldn't uh, tell hold you. Hold on. 
I'll give this to you. Uh, so, guys to wear 99 in New England. Jamie That's Collins, it. Byron Coward, no, Vincent no. Valentine. No. <clears throat> Dominique Easley. No. no. Michael Buchanan. No. Trevor Scott, Mike no. Wright, Ethan uh, Kelly. Mike Wright. Mike Wright was fine. White Mike Wright, pretty good. Yeah. Ethan Kelly, no. Bernard Holsey, no. Paul Ayi, TJ no. Turner. No, no. Mark Megna. No. Vernon Crawford, Steve Diossi. Oh, Diossi. Okay. All right. Yeah. Jason Carthen, David Howard, Gary Jeter, Steve Wilburn, and Ben Thomas. Those are all of the players to wear 99 in New England. So you have like two decent. I think Diossi was pretty. Diossi was a special teams guy. He obviously played linebacker too, but, you know, great, great long snapper and everything like that. But like, you know, realistically, you're talking about him and Mike Wright are the two best players in Patriots history where 99. So like, it's not really, it's not, it's not a very great list. You know what I mean? So, so Bryce, Bryce Barringer, come sick. on down. That'd be so And cool. then the, the other special teamers, Chad Ryland, the kicker, he wore 38 everywhere in college and Ramondre Stevenson's not given. Not given I feel like up. that's not going to happen. No, no, no. I feel like, I feel like he takes Jacoby's number. I feel like he ends up in 16. Yeah, he could. 16 and 38 give off the same vibes to me for jersey numbers. I don't know why, but like. Why? What do you mean? I don't know. I just, those numbers like that make sense. Like if you couldn't take 38, like 16, that makes sense to me. (laughs) All right. All right. That's fair. That's fair. I don't know what that means, but okay. I'll take it. I don't know. I like, I don't, I don't know how my brain works. I'm just spewing out what's in there. (laughs) (laughs) So. All right. All right. Well, now that now we're done. Now we're done. But before we go, of course, we have our final um, our. Yeah. Yeah. Our final uh, segment. And so here. We go. And now for something we think you'll really like this week in sports history. All right. You want to go first? You want me to go first? Yeah, I'll go first because mine's not in sports history, but. My dad texted me this earlier, and I thought it was cool. So I figured this is this is worth sharing as somebody that lives in New York. Uh, today, May 24th, in 1883, was the opening of the Brooklyn Bridge. How about that? How and about that? Look at that. I've never been on it. I've lived in New York for almost two years now. I've never been on the Brooklyn Bridge. Never? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I live in like... I live in Queens. I never go. Yeah, to Queens. I guess you're on the other side. If but, I go to know. Brooklyn, I go the other way too. Yeah, it doesn't. I'll do it someday. That's true. And I have two. Both, both of them are baseball related. Interestingly enough, uh, both on this day, which is May 24th, in back to back years, consecutive years, May 24th, 1935, was the first major league night baseball game. Played in Cincinnati, where Cincinnati beat Philadelphia two to one. Uh, and then in 1936, the Yanks beat the A's 25 to two. Tony Lazari had two grand slams, 11 total RBIs, and some guy named Ben Chapman reached first base seven times safely. Seven Legend. times. Going on legends. Put him in the hall. So yeah, pretty pretty incredible. I love it. So anyways, so that's what we got. Um, I did mention this. I will say it to you again, and we're going to talk about this. We'll talk about this again because I do want to kind of bring it up again, not just at the end, very end of the show, but um, we did create a TikTok account. Um, it is Pat's Nation Network. If you just search for Pat's Nation Network, it will come up. Haven't made a video yet, but hopefully I'm I'm going to pull something from here and and make our first video there. But what I what we really kind of want to do, and this is shout out to my sister in law who's not listening, but you know whatever, I'll give her a shout out anyways. She had an idea of something called um, she called it I think something a little bit different, but I'm I'm going to call it football 101. Okay, mm-hmm. and what that means is if you have a question about anything, we'll answer it for you. Yeah. It can be as stupid as possible, right? A- a- as stupid as you want, right? And don't feel dumb about it. And we will, like, not yeah. talk down to you. We'll not be condescending. But if you want to ask a question, like, what happens when, you know, you fumble the ball out of bounds, right? And then we can go over the rule with you, right? And so we can explain football in, I think, a, a simplistic way in a, you know, in a two-minute TikTok video 
and explain specific rules and explain specific things as well. So I thought that might yeah. be kind of fun uh, to do. You could ask those questions to us and we can mention who you are. You could ask those questions anonymously as well. That's totally fine with me with me as well. If you don't want everyone to know that you're asking the question, that's fine. Right. You yeah. want us to explain something specific. It'd be, yeah, I think that, I think that could be really fun. And that's like, if you have like terminology, terminology questions, a lot of times, yeah. um, I mean, we'll, we'll say it, broadcasters will say it, like the commentators on TV or you'll read stuff in articles. And like, sometimes people just assume, assume, you know, what certain terms mean, whether right. it's like super basic stuff or like getting into the weeds about what football is. And we can try to the best of our ability to answer some of that stuff and explain like, what 11 personnel is when people right. say what that is, which is one running back and one tight end and three receivers on the field. That's what that right. means. Yeah. But, um, when well, I think explain that stuff. Yeah. And I think what it does for me, at least is it makes the game accessible to more people, right? Mm -hmm. You don't have to be a, you know, an NFL or football expert to enjoy the game and listen to people talk about the game, you know? And yeah. And I think you learn stuff naturally as you hear people. But I think, you know, to have someone explain it to you and, you know, take the time to go through it and explain different rules or different reasons or different terminology, like you said, I think it'd be beneficial. And so um, so I thought that that could be something kind of fun. And again, it's just it would be on the TikTok account. It wouldn't necessarily be a podcast because we don't need to necessarily release that as a podcast. But um, but those could be kind of that could be like our little niche over there is is kind of making the game more accessible to people. And again, it could be that you love football and you're watching your whole life, but you just don't get this one thing. Why do they do this? Right. And maybe the answer is because the NFL just does whatever the hell they want. That could be yeah. the answer at times. Right. Um, but I think you know, and it's, talking about it could be cool. And like some of the questions that you think are silly are also the ones that mm -hmm. like, Hey, maybe people thought it was so silly that nobody ever thought of it. And now the fact that you think of it, it's like, Oh, I didn't, we didn't think about something in that way. Right. And so it'll help us learn a little bit more as we go to and ask some things that we didn't think about. So send yeah. anything our way. I, you're a teacher and I, yeah. I also like explaining things to people. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I thought that could be a lot of fun. So, so anyway, so that's, that's uh that'll be our, our TikTok account. Um, and you can come follow us over there. Um, and yeah, and that's it. Go. So go there it. it is. Look go at that. Yep, Pat's Nation Network. So, so anyway, so that's what we got. Thank you for uh, for tuning in again. We appreciate you guys, and uh, we will be back next week. I would say probably on Thursday night, probably uh, um, because I, I'm out on Thursday. <laughs> well, then not Thursday night, perhaps Wednesday night. Yes. Though I'm probably out on Wednesday night because I'm chaperoning senior prom. We'll figure it out. I don't know what we're yeah. gonna do. Maybe we'll do Friday night instead. Whatever. Uh, we'll find we'll find a way to get you some content next week because. Yeah. Next week, we're actually going to have like videos and images and like reporters talking about OTAs. Unless they get more camp, more OTAs canceled. Let's hope not. Let's Just hope it's knock on matter. wood. So, but, uh, but anyways, that's what we got. Thank you for, for tuning in, people. We really appreciate it. And, uh, and as always, we'll talk to you next week. Go, Pats.